Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. And now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. So see, Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights. Not surprising that he was hungry. You know, if you haven't eaten in a while, probably hungry. And at 40 days... I have personally never done a 40-day fast. I can only imagine that how he was feeling after 40 days. But now the devil comes to tempt him. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So here it is. Jesus was hungry. He was hungry for natural food. And the devil knew that. And so the devil was tempting him, wanting him to give up, give up all that he had, give up his spiritual inheritance to have earthly food. And Jesus said, no, man cannot live by bread alone. But now let's take a look here in Genesis 25. A similar scenario. Genesis 25 and verse 29. And now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. So now this sounds like the same kind of thing. Jesus was hungry, fasted 40 days, 40 nights. And the devil comes and says, hey, I'll give you some bread. But now here, Jacob says, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. What is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. And he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Esau was so hungry, his flesh, his body was crying out for food that he was willing to sacrifice. Spiritual in Jesus was hungry. After 40 days and 40 nights. And yet he said, man does not live by bread alone. So tonight I ask you, what are you hungry for? Because there's a hunger where you say, I'm willing to push what my flesh wants away. There's a hunger that says, I'm willing to be uncomfortable because I rather have the true riches. And then there's the, the hunger of your flesh that cries out. You want food? You want to sleep in? 
You don't want to spend time with God. You want to spend time with God. Your flesh craves things. Your body wants to sin. Your mind wants to sin. And you have to decide, what are you hungry for? What is the main thing that you desire in your life? Are you hungry for the true riches? Are you hungry for the presence of God and the promises of God? Are you hungry for your rich spiritual inheritance? Your new covenant inheritance? Or would you rather sleep a little longer? Would you rather your flesh be more comfortable? So what are you hungry for? Esau ate and then he despised his inheritance. Jesus could have ate that bread, but then we wouldn't have what we have today. How hungry are you? And what are you hungry for? In John 6, in verse 48, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. What are you hungry for? Jesus is the bread of life. That's why he said, man does not live by bread alone. Because when you hunger for him, he will satisfy you. When you hunger for him. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give him is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Jesus received vitality, although we did not eat the bread. You can eat what this world has to offer. You can partake of what the culture around us has to offer, what Netflix has to offer. You can partake of those things, but then you miss out on having the true riches. You miss out on what the Lord wants to fill you with. We can eat junk food, and then we have no appetite for a good meal because we filled up on junk food. Or you can say no to all the junk food and then when Thanksgiving dinner comes around, you've got room and you're ready to eat. You're ready to eat that good, good meal. And it's the same in the spirit. Many people fill up what their spirit wants with junk. The junk of this world. They fill up on junk So that when service comes around, eh, not tonight, there'll be another service. But we need to live with an expectation that Jesus can return at any moment. An expectation. What do you want to be caught doing? What do you want to be caught hungering for? What do you want to be caught thinking about at the moment that Christ returns? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Those who hunger will be filled. What are you hungry for? Every breakthrough that I've ever had in Christ came because I was hungry. It came because I said, I'm going to die to my flesh. 
Days that I pushed aside food and said, I'm going to spend time with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to spend time in the word of God. I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm setting aside time and I'm telling my stomach no. Days where even though I'm not getting as much sleep, I say I'm going to set the alarm an hour early so that I can get up and I can pray and I can worship and I can hear God. It's not always comfortable on your flesh, but what are you hungry for? If you are hungry, you will be filled, but your flesh is going to have to become uncomfortable. You're going to have to tame your flesh, make your flesh settle down and quiet so that you can hear the Lord. It doesn't take days and days and days. Most of the time you can quiet yourself down. You'll hear from the Lord in a day, three days, and you heard God. You got the answer you needed. But I've never gotten a breakthrough. I've never gone to another level without saying enough is enough. And saying, God, I'm going to seek you no matter what my flesh wants. I'm going to go. When I first got saved, and then there would be church, and then there's Sunday night church, and there's Wednesday night church, and then there's a prayer meeting. I remember nights where I didn't want to go. But then I told myself, if I don't want to be there, why? Why don't I want to be there? Because our spirit man, your new creation, wants to. Your new creation, your spirit man is hungry for the things of God. So if I don't want to be there then that means there's a problem. When you have, take your temperature, anyone who's being sick, what happens? They lose their appetite. If you're losing your spiritual appetite, that is a warning sign that your spirit man is sick, that your spirit man needs some healing. Your spirit man needs the word of God, needs to get in the presence of God. Because when you're healthy, you have an appetite. When you're healthy spiritually, you have a hunger for the things of God. And you can cultivate a hunger. You can cultivate an appetite after the things of God. John chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 4 and in verse, verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again, but he who drinks eternal water you won't thirst again. He who hungers and thirsts, that word hungers, it's not he who once hungered. It's not enough that you hungered last year. It's not enough that you had one encounter with God. It's a continual hungering that every day you have a hunger for the Lord. It's a continual thirsting. Every day you thirst for more and more of God. It's the kind of hunger that you're never satisfied. 
Thank you, Jesus. When the Israelites went through the wilderness, they lacked vision. Many, many didn't have any hunger, and they lacked vision. And that's why they died out there. They grumbled, they complained, because they weren't hungry after God. Many people die spiritually because they lose their appetite. They have no hunger. But you can stir that hunger up inside of you. You have to get a desperation inside of you. Where you desire righteousness, you desire to look like him. You desire to be more and more like him. <laughs> and when you start to get that hunger and you say, Lord, I want you. I want you. I want to look like you. I want people to see you in me. I want them to look at me and see you. I want them to hear my voice and hear you. When they touch me, I want them to touch you. Lord, I need you to change me. Lord, I'm hungry for you. And when you start crying out with a desperation, he will fill you. He will satisfy you. He will change you from glory to glory. He will bring you up higher. He will make you so you don't even recognize yourself. Amen. But it takes a hunger. It takes a thirst. Like out in the desert. Anyone here ever been to a desert? They have big sand. It's like sand everywhere. It's dusty and sandy, especially in the Middle East. They have the big sand, and if the sandstorm, if a windstorm comes through, sand flies through the air. It's almost like a blizzard where you can't see, but sand can be so fine. They, they may wrap their heads with cloth, but at the same time, that sand gets caught in their throat, and they're so dry by the time that windstorm goes by because they have sand caught caught in their throat, they're thirsty, they're dried out, and they need water. That's the kind of thirst he's talking about. Those who hunger and those who thirst. And Jesus said, anyone who's thirsty, come. If you're thirsty, come. He wants to fill you tonight. <laughs> he wants to fill you tonight. He wants to fill you tonight. So how hungry are you? How thirsty are you? What are you hungering for? What do you want of the Lord? What do you want? You need change? You need to grow? You need to go to another level? You need a breakthrough? What is it you come for? What is it you want the Lord to do for you? In Luke chapter 5, and we'll start in verse 15. Luke 5. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him in their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. If Jesus even needed to withdraw and pray, how much more do we need to withdraw and pray? 
You know, you can be busy, even me as a minister, you can be busy about the Father's business that you forget the Father. You forget to have your one-on-one relationship with Him. And nothing flows out of that. You need to have your own personal relationship with Him, no matter where you're at in your walk with God, because everything comes out of your personal walk with God. I heard an event, I have two different evangelist stories. One man said that he, this evangelist was traveling and came into town and he was there preaching. And while he was out there preaching, at the end of the meeting, an older woman came up to him and said, can I tell you what the Lord said? And so he said, okay. And she looked at him and she said, I miss you. And she turned around and she walked out. And the evangelist said when he got back to his hotel room, he began to cry out to the Lord because he knew, he knew. He had become so busy running, 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 doing the work of the ministry. And God says, I love what you're doing for me, but I miss you. I love you more than what you do for me. I want time with you. I want to sit with you. I want to hear from you. I want to pour into you. I want to be intimate with you. The Lord wants that with everyone. And another evangelist I know said, when he would go on these, he would go every year into the mountains and fast and pray. And he said his eyes would turn this brilliant blue whenever he went and had those times with God. And he said he's he's in his 70s now. And he said in recent years, he just hasn't done that anymore. And he said one day he was just, you know, doing his own thing. And all of a sudden, he knows the voice of God, and the Lord stopped him and said, I miss my blue-eyed son. And he knew exactly what the Lord was saying. The Lord wants you, but do we want him? How hungry are you? How thirsty are you for all the things of God? How hungry are you? to be conformed to this word, to be conformed to the image and the likeness of God. Verse 17, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who would come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to the whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and they let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst of before Jesus. When he saw their faith, your faith can be seen. Your faith can be seen. Your hunger is seen. Your faith is seen. When you're hungry, when you operate in faith, it's not comfortable. You have to step out of yourself. It wouldn't be faith if you could do it on your own. It wouldn't be hunger if it was just mundane every day, in and out. But when you hunger, you go out of your way to get something. 
years ago. I did this raw food diet thing. It was like a 30-day cleanse. I wouldn't keep anything in my apartment unless it was like on my, my menu there. Nothing was in the apartment, so it couldn't tempt me. And I told myself if I really, really wanted something, then I'd have to make a trip to the store to get it. Like I would have to want it that badly that I'm gonna like get up and stop doing what I'm doing and go out of my way to go to the store. So when I would get a craving, I'd have to weigh, do I really want it? Because if I want it that badly, I'm gonna have to go get it because it's not in the cabinet. It's not here. It doesn't exist here. How hungry are you? I didn't go for it because I was be good. I'm not going to go out of my way to get junk food. But will you go out of your way for things of God? Will you go out of your way and say, you know what? It's not convenient right now, but I feel the tug of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it's not convenient to win souls. But do you hear the call of God? Do you hear the cry of the people? When you're in Walmart, when you're at the grocery store. Yesterday, I went to the rec center. And while I was at the rec center, there was a bus outside. And I was leaving. And when I went in, there was no bus driver. I came out, there's a bus driver sitting there. I looked at him and I thought, I wonder if he's saved. And I kept going and I got and I sat in the car. And I was like, oh, I can't go because I will be really annoyed if I don't respond to the Holy Ghost. So I had to get back out, walk up to the bus driver, excuse me, (laughs) I just wanted to come and tell you that God loves you, he's got a great plan for your life. The guy was saved, I prayed for him. He started to cry, he was just blessed because sometimes it's not their soul, he was already saved but he had other things he needed from the Lord. And that ministered to him because I was sensitive to obey the Holy Ghost. But I could have driven away because it wasn't convenient. I just worked out, I'm stinky, I have no makeup on, I don't look nice, my hair's all messed up. You know, this isn't an ideal moment to go and evangelize right now. It's not always ideal. It's not always convenient. But when you are hungry for the things of God, you say, yes, God, it's not what I want. It's not when I want. I will do what you want me to do. I will go where you want me to go. I will say what you want me to say. Not my will, but your will be done. I die to me so that you may live. I decrease so that you may increase. And every day we die more and more to ourselves. We die to what we, people think of us. You die, it doesn't matter if they pat you on the back. You're not doing it for a man to pat you on the back. Doesn't matter if they criticize you. You weren't doing it for their approval. If you did it because they patted you on the back, then when they come and they criticize you, you'll back off. But if you're doing it for the approval of the king of kings, then when man criticizes you, you won't care. You will still be doing it for the king of kings. What are you hungry for? Do you want your full inheritance from the Lord? Do you want to look more like Jesus? Do you want to walk in the room and the atmosphere changes? 
You can carry the anointing so strongly that you walk in the workplace, you walk in a room, and the atmosphere changes. Smith Wigglesworth could walk and get on the train. He sat down in the car, and all the people were trembling. He got up and he used the bathroom, and he came back, and he sat back down. And they all looked at each other and said, um, excuse me, sir, but we were all just talking, and we don't know why, but from the moment you got on the train, all of us, we, we, we have this terrible fear of what will happen if we die, if we die. You know, what, like, what, what, is, what is that? And he was able to preach the gospel. He hadn't yet said a word, but he carried the atmosphere of heaven. Catherine Kuhlman would go and check into a hotel. And they said that people on the floors above and below her would be healed. Miracles would pop like popcorn. They never even saw her. They never met her. But the anointing on her life changed the entire atmosphere of the hotel. What atmosphere do you carry? What anointing do you carry? How hungry are you for the things of God? Because the hungrier you are, the more you say no to this flesh and the more you say yes to the pull and the cry of God. You cultivate the hunger of God by responding when he woos you. When he wakes you up at 3 a.m., you don't roll over. You say, Lord, okay, I'm here. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? I'm available. A lot of times he wakes us up in the middle of the night because that's when we're quiet and we actually hear his voice. Because in the day, we're running, running, running. We're busy, busy, busy. And he's talking to us, but we don't hear him. But if you make time for him, and you quiet yourself so you can hear him, he'll speak to you. And he'll speak to you plainly. When you live in the word, you know his voice. When you live in the word, you know his voice. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Why? Because the shepherd is always with them. The shepherd smells like the sheep. A true shepherd smells like the sheep because the shepherd was, is always with them. The shepherd doesn't even, I mean, the shepherd can talk to the sheep. He does talk to the sheep. The sheep know his voice. I've often told people I was in Ireland staying in, in an Airbnb and it was right in front of this big sheep farm. And so I thought I'd never been around sheep. I'm going to try this out. So I walked out in front of the sheep and I was like, hey, sheep, 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 sheep. Come here, sheep, 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 sheep. And no sheep came. They didn't even lift their heads to acknowledge that I was talking to them. What does the scripture say? It says that the sheep know the voice of the, of the shepherd and they will not follow a stranger. Those sheep would not follow me. They completely ignored me. What's the greatest insult to an enemy? Is that you ignore them. You don't even think that they're a threat and they get annoyed because you don't even find them scary, intimidating, a threat. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And so then one day I was there when the shepherd came out and all he did was like whistle or something and all the sheep at once, head up, turn and they all took off running towards them 
Well, when a shepherd, like out in the Middle East, who's walking in the field with the sheep all the time, says the shepherd could be sitting down, sheep are there. The shepherd doesn't even have to say a word. And the shepherd stands up and he just starts to walk. And the sheep follow because a shepherd leads. A shepherd doesn't have to drive. A shepherd leads and the sheep follow. So when we spend time in the word of God, we know the voice of God because Jesus is the word made flesh. So when he speaks to our spirit, we instantly know, oh, the Lord just told me to talk to that man at that gas pump. I don't have to hear anything. You just know. You, you, you just, you know. Because like your spirit man sensed right there. And you're, okay, okay. I'm gonna go over there now. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And you spend time with him. You know his voice. And he'll lead. He leads you and you follow. He doesn't drive you. The devil comes behind you and whips you and drives you. But Jesus leads you. He leads you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Your faith can be seen. Moses was hungry. Moses cried out, show me your glory. It's a deep cry. What are you wanting more of? What are you crying out for more of? Sometimes we have to stir it up. There's been seasons in my life where I said, okay, Lord, I need to have a hunger for your word. I'm sorry that right now I don't feel hungry for your word. And I'll just be real with God. God knows how you feel. God knows how I feel. I don't feel hungry for your word right now, Lord. But I know I need your word. I know I need your word. So Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to give me a hunger for your word. I'm asking you, Father, right now that as I read your word, that you would teach me. You would give me revelation of this word. Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. So teach me this word. And then I would just start to read. And I would just do what is right to do. And then the hunger would come. Maybe not right away. Maybe it's like a week into this. you know. But, but then it comes. You do what's right. And maybe I don't like carrots and I don't like peas and I don't want to eat vegetables. But the more I start eating them, I develop a taste for them and I want to eat them. If I start eating pizza, 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 I'm gonna get a taste for pizza. I had pizza today. <laughs> but I don't normally eat pizza. If I have it once, it's all good. But I can't have it every day. You develop an appetite. So are you hungry for God? Hungry for his word? Hungry for him? I like this scripture, Exodus 33 and verse 11. It says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. You wonder why God chose Joshua to take over in Moses' footsteps when Moses left. 
Why? There were many, many men that were there, but Joshua stood out as the only man that even after Moses left, Joshua stood there. Joshua wanted the things of God. Joshua saw what God was doing in Moses' life, and he had a desire for the things of God because he lingered in the presence of God. God could trust him because he had a hunger and he had an appetite after God. What are you hungry for? Many people have dreams inside of them, a desire for God to use them, a desire for God to show up big in their life. But how hungry are you? Are you willing to linger in his presence? Or do you sit and you just go, okay, Lord, I'll read my one verse for today. One verse, one verse. I mean, great. One is great. If you read nothing, one verse is great. But I'm sorry, I don't get filled up because I ate one piece of bread. I'm not satisfied for the day with my food intake. Your spirit man needs the word of God. Not just the word of God, but the presence of God. You need his anointing. You need his manifest presence to meet you every day. You can live in his presence. Ha ha. Not just a service, but you can live in his glory. You can live in his glory. You can live in his joy. You can live in his peace. He says that out of you will flow rivers of living water. A river doesn't turn on on Sunday and turn off Monday through Saturday. And that a river is gushing and living and flowing. And that river wants to flow through you every day of the week. It wants to come forth with force. There's a force in God. There's a force to your breakthrough. There's a force to your freedom. Things take a force and the violent take it by force. Your faith must become so stirred up that you have strength behind it. You have a vitality behind it where you're willing to do what others are not. That's why you can look at any man or woman of God. Why are they used by God? Why? The only difference is their appetite. One was like Jesus who said, man does not live by bread alone. But Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you eat me, you will never, never thirst again. And the other was like Esau. And the other said, you know what? I don't care about my spiritual inheritance. Give me that meal right now. I'll take some stew and bread. What satisfies you? Is that what you want in life? What do you really want in life? What do you want in the next five years? Where do you want your life to be in the next 10 years? You decide today what you're going to have then by how willing you are to pursue him. How hard in his will today, you will be in his will tomorrow. If you get up tomorrow and you say, I'm hungry. Why did Paul say to Timothy, stir up the gift where that you need to get it. It's inside of you, but you have to stir it up. You've got to stir it up. Some things have stirred up the down. Stir up the callings of God. He put a fire in you. If you've been baptized in the Holy be released in fire. You've got the fire. 
a consuming fire. God's a consuming fire. <laughs> it's a consuming fire. Hakashe teke teka rabakaske. Harabakaski sheto korobakaske. His fire burns out everything. Everything that's not pure, everything that's not of him. Things, things that just don't need to be there. It, it, sometimes stuff, it's not that it's bad, you know. Some, some people can eat this and other people can't eat that. The Lord may tell you, not this, not that. And that's for you. He wants to burn it out of your life because of where he's calling you to. What he wants to do in you. The fire of God, he's a consuming fire. And his fire will purify you. He burns out the wood, the hay, and the stubble because he wants you to be a pure vessel he wants you to be a pure vessel God I want your glory I want your anointing I'm hungry I'm hungry for your anointing I want your presence I want your presence God he says I'll send my fire I'll send my fire. I want more of you. I'm going to send my fire. He wants to flow through you. And he wants to come out pure on the other end. He wants to come out pure on the other end. That whomever he may use in your path, that he would flow through you. He wants to come out pure on the other end. So he has to purify you. So that as he flows through you, there's nothing else mixed with him. It's just him. It's just him. If you have a hose, a, an old, old hose in the garden. Some of those hoses get all kinds of garbage and rust inside of them. And then you turn on the water and the water's pure at the house, but then it goes through the hose and it comes out dirty. It comes out looking rusty. It comes out yucky. It's brown. It's gross. It started pure, but when it came through the vessel, it came out dirty. God wants to come through you pure. He wants to send his fire. So when you say, I'm hungry and I want your fire, I want your presence, I want your glory. Then he says, I want to purify you because I want to come out pure on the other end. Thank you, Jesus. He's calling you to come up higher tonight. He says, how hungry are you for me? The Lord wants to know how hungry are you? For him, for his presence. How hungry are you? You determine the hunger, the thirst. He will fail you. He will satisfy you. Those who hunger, those who thirst after righteousness, after 
righteousness, after right standing with God, after doing things the right way, not just in the church, but in your home, in your family, in your business, that you do it godly, you do it righteously, that everything you do is the God right way, in the business, in the marketplace, in your family, with your spouse, with your children, that you do it righteously. Those who want it, touch me, change me, rearrange me, touch my family, touch me, change my personality, take out the attitudes, change me, God, I'm hungry for you. Tonight, he's filling people up even right now in your seats. He's talking to you. He's dealing with you in your heart. He satisfies those who hunger and thirst to never be the same again. You can close your eyes for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How hungry are you? I believe tonight that this is a hungry group because first of all, you don't come out on a Sunday night Unless you're hungry, you don't come out on a Sunday night unless you want more of God. But how much more do you want? How much more? How, how, are you satisfied with a dab, a little joy, a little peace? Are you satisfied? Just take the edge off. Or do you want the super overflowing, abundant presence of God in your life? To the degree of your hunger, to the degree of your thirst, he will fill you. Jesus ministered to thousands. He had the 4,000 that he fed plus women and children. He had the 5,000 he fed with the women and children. He was surrounded by thousands that came and were touched. He, that came and they were, they could say, yeah, I was in one of Jesus' meetings I heard Jesus talk. But Jesus also had a group of 70 that he sent out two by two. And they, they were people and they said, yes, praise God. I was a part of the 70. I was on Jesus' team. I was on his missionary team. I knew him. He sent me out. I went out into the villages. I cast out demons. They fell when I used Jesus' name. They came out when I used Jesus' name. Even amongst the 70. How did the 70 get selected out of the thousands? How did the 12 get selected out of the 70? What was the difference between the 70 and the 12? What was the difference? And yet he picked 12. 12 that was his inner circle. 12 that would go with him everywhere he went. 12 that were by his side. 12 that saw the miracles again and again. 12 that heard his private teachings to the group. But even in that 12... There were three 
there were three. What? Why couldn't I be one of the three? I like Jesus too. Why did they get picked to stay and watch the dead girl get raised? Why was I told to leave the room? Why? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Your degree of hunger will determine what you receive of God because there are depths in God. There are secrets that God wants to share with you. There are things he wants to do in your life, but he wants to do it with everyone. But only those who say, God, I'm hungry for you. I will push like you. There's no area in my life that's off limits. I'll receive your correction for you. Correct who you love. Please correct me. I'm not, I'm not a bastard. I'm your daughter. I'm your son. I'm your child. I'll receive your correction. Yes, sir. I'll change. I'll do it your way. And so there were three that got to see the inside scoop that the rest of the 12 did not. There were three that he allowed to stay in the room when he said in faith, all of those in unbelief must leave the room. There were three he allowed to stay. How hungry are you? And out of the three, there was one. There was one that laid his head on Jesus' chest. There was one that could hear the whisper. There was one that could hear the whispers of Jesus' heart that the others could not. There was one. There was one. There was one. He's a respecter of hunger. He says there's a law of hunger that those who hunger and those who thirst after righteousness will be filled. You will be satisfied. So how hungry are you? How hungry are you? Tonight the Lord is calling you up higher. I want you just to cry out to him in your seat. Close your eyes. Raise your hands. Just start crying out to God. Tell the Lord. Tell him how hungry you are. I can't tell him how hungry you are. I can tell him how hungry I am. But you're going to have to tell him how hungry you are. You're going to have to forget the people that are sitting around you. Because this isn't about them. You can't let them. If they can stop you from hungering after God, then you're not that hungry. If they can stop you, if your neighbor stops you from opening your mouth and crying out to God, then you are not that hungry. Because when you're hungry, you don't care what the people around you think. This isn't about them. This is about you. This is about you getting what God has for you. This is about you hungering. And your hunger will be answered. Your spouse can't hunger for you. Your child can't hunger for you. Your parent can't hunger for you. God has only children. He he wants to hear from you. He is waiting to hear for you. And he will fill you up to the degree that you hunger. 
Lord, I'm hungry tonight. Change me, God. I want more of you. I want more of you, Lord God. I'm so hungry. Take me, change me, Father God. There's nothing in my life that's off limits. Lord God, not in my family, not in the workplace. You can touch any area. You can touch any area of my life. Show me, Lord God. Correct me. I want to see your glory. I want to see your presence. I want to see your presence. Lord, I want to be touched by you. I want to be changed by you. I want to never be the same again. The old creation is dead. The old thing that you were is dead. The old thing you were is gone. Never look back at it. Even as Lot came out of Sodom and Gomorrah and they were told not to look back, but his wife looked back. She, and because she looked back, she became a pillar of salt and died. Your past is gone. Your past is gone. Your past is gone. Your past is gone. It's the vomit of the earth. Don't look back at it. Don't look back at it. You are not your past you are a new creation made in the righteousness of Christ the fire of God the fire of God fire of God let it burn through you let it purify you purify you a vessel of gold a vessel of honor a vessel a pure vessel a pure vessel a pure vessel for his glory a pure vessel that he can flow through and come out the other end pure come out the other end pure come out the other end pure oh kore mama hakaske